96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show with not Doug Ray, but Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne today. Doug is out for the next couple of weeks. Uh, he has back surgery. Uh, much anticipated. We're looking forward to a speedy recovery. Um, but for the next couple of weeks, you'll have Bryce and I. And Bryce and I want you to help retire that job and keep the paycheck. This morning, we are digging through your mailbag. Uh, we try to cover this at least once per month as the questions come in. And now we're getting back to answers to the audience. Well, hey, before we get started on the uh, on the mailbag there and, and dipping into our listener questions, <clears throat> of course, we want to do our Wealth Guardian Service salute mm. to all of our men and women in uniform out there. Thank you for your service. Thank you for the sacrifices that you and your family make for uh, keeping this country free and uh, keeping it uh, safe and America as it is supposed to be. So thank you again. And we here at the Wealth Guardians, uh, always, uh, we always have you in our thoughts and our minds and our prayers and everything else. So let's go ahead and get to this, Garrett. What's our first question coming into us? Yeah, so the first one, um, Thomas in Lexington writes us and he says, Doug and Bryce, we are retiring in two years and plan to sell our home. We want to move to the beach. However, home mm. values in our neighborhood are still high right now, so I'm wondering, should we sell now and rent for a couple of years down at the beach? Is it a bad idea to rent at this stage of life? Yeah, I'd say uh, congratulations on approaching retirement there, Thomas, and I appreciate the question. appreciate you listening. There's a number of other bits of information I would need to ask or that any financial planner would need to gather before giving you mm -hmm. some advice on that. I will say that these types of things tend to even out if it made so much more sense for somebody to rent for a few years then everybody would be doing that and rent yes. prices would jack up so it, it, these ty these type of things tend to smooth themselves out in, in the different markets but the questions that i would want to ask is probably about fivefold here do you have a mortgage you, you left that out so i don't know if you own the house outright or if you have a mortgage keep in mind that whatever if you do have a mortgage whatever that rate is is probably not a rate that you would be able to get today right so if you are planning on financing the next house, keep in mind that that's going to be a uh, much higher payment for the same size of house. Uh, yes. If you do have a mortgage, uh, besides the rate, how many years do you have left on that? And I kind of alluded to this. Would you need to finance the new home? If you have a mortgage now, you probably would. Would you rent here or would you rent there at the beach? Because probably at the yeah. beach, it would be a higher rent rate. You have to compare what that rent rate would be to, um, in comparison to a monthly mortgage. Mm -hmm. I and agree. then, of course, we've got to factor in how much do we, if you sell now and then you want to buy in two years out of the beach, how much can we rely on prices really dropping, particularly at the beach? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, yeah. You know, you've got to consider, of course, and I'm sure you've already considered this. If you're truly living very close to the beach, then you're going to have additional um, flood insurance or hurricane insurances as well. Yeah. So the, all those things factor into it. But you're on the right track for thinking that uh, we get that question frequently. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, it's it's the thing that I'm kind of intrigued about, at least now currently in the real estate market is is, you know, what the rates on mortgages are. You know, you had a lot of years of mortgage rates that I don't think we're going to see for several decades, if ever again. Right. No. You know, mortgages, Not you know, sub lifetime. 3%. I don't know if we're ever going back there. So it was sub 2%. Yes. Well, yeah, there were but, uh, way back. Yes, for sure. 
you know, to me, I think you're, people are starting to see a little bit of sticker shock because while mortgage rates have also increased, so too have overall housing prices. And so now the type of home that you may be eyeing or interested in, that payment, if you can't just buy it outright, not too many people are in that position, the monthly payment that you're going to be paying is is causing sticker shock for a lot of folks. So, right. you know, you have to kind of weigh the equity that you're getting from the house that you just sold. Is that going to be a significant enough down payment on this beach home to get you into a realm where you're not so worried about what your mortgage rate is? And as far as the cash in, cash out of the household, is that a balance that works for right. you? Yeah, so. that's a great point as well. So, all yep. right. Well, Thomas, thank you for the question. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray. Uh, and here today is Garrett Ray and myself, Bryce. And we are, uh, the topic we're talking about here, as we do once a month, is we're dipping into the listener mailbag. And so that was a question from Thomas. And Garrett, what is the next question that we've got? So we have Olivia from Yadkinville. And she says, Doug and Bryce, I just paid my last tuition payment. So my kids are officially off the payroll. So good for you, Olivia. Yeah, very good. Is it now safe to cancel my life insurance at this point? Okay. Hmm. Well, another question that we get commonly, and there's some follow-up questions, just like with Thomas, uh, that we would have to ask to be able to get you that answer. But this is a type of question that a financial planner would be able to help you figure out. A lot of times people have insurance, and the question that we ask them for, or life insurance, and and the question we ask them is, what problem were you trying to solve when you bought this life insurance? What was you trying to protect? So by your question, Olivia, you said that uh, you just paid your last tuition payment so the kids are officially off the payroll is that what you bought the life insurance for was just to get you through paying the kids um, student loans or their or their tuitions and now that they're self-sustaining i guess the additional questions i would have is do you have a mortgage yeah do you have a spouse i don't know if you're married or not and is your spouse self-sustaining or making as much or or more than you. Mm-hmm. These are the types of things that I would want to know or any financial planner would want to know as we're guiding you to that answer. Um, do you have any legacy goals for your kids? Because a lot of times if people will want to leave 100000 whatever the amount is for each right. kid or for each grandkid, and they think that the best way to do that is to save up $100,000 and put it aside over here. And really a better way to do that is if you is to buy some life insurance for yourself. Yeah. And it, that wouldn't be term life insurance. That would either be whole or universal. Uh, another question I want to ask is um, what kind of insurance is it that you have? Is it term? Is it whole? Is it universal? And does it have any living benefits? Because that can really change the game in whether or not it's worth keeping or not and what your future retirement plans look like. I don't know how far off retirement is for you, but Answering all those could start to guide Garrett and Doug and myself to answering that question for you. And it's a valid one. You don't want to keep paying in monthly to health insurance that the problem that you were trying to solve for getting it is now no longer a problem. So why keep throwing good money after bad on that? So that's, uh, but it is a great question and we appreciate that. And, um, you know, speaking of that type of question, We help our clients when they come in and sit down with us and we go through a planning process. It is not just their investments 
that yeah. we look at. It is their social security filing options. It is their insurance, their existing insurance policies or what other insurance they might need if we've identified a problem that they're concerned about. Mm-hmm. So a question like Olivia's is really hits home to what we as financial planners do. We're fiduciaries and we're retirement specialists. And uh, I would encourage Olivia or anybody else to reach out to us at 336-391-3409 and uh, sit down with us and let us see if we can help you out with lowering your fees, lowering your tax mitigation, lowering your risk, properly aligning your insurance needs. Uh, There's a a number of different things that a financial planner does. And Olivia just uh, touched on one of those there. Yeah. All right. So thank you for the question, Olivia. And uh, Garrett, what do we got next? So Jackson in Winston-Salem, he writes, Doug, is the market going to crash any further? I constantly worry about it. Well, with Doug being out of the studio, I'll take a stab at that. He says further or farther. I can never get that one right. <laughs> he does say further or farther. And, and I'll, 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 I'll jump in on that because I, I always love the difference between that. And the quick rule of thumb there, Jackson, is further is figurative. <laughs> it is not literal. Farther is like a literal distance. Right. So, all right. So there you go. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Garrett. Take Jackson's question now that I... Um, so, you know, I, I think Jackson with... <laughs> like a lot of these questions, we'd want to understand your background and and a lot of things about kind of why are you in the market? How are you in the market currently? What's your time horizon for these investments? And and what's your risk tolerance? All that being said, if we just look at the stock market overall, and what the question becomes, what do you stand to lose? And how long if I lose a certain percentage of my investments, how long does it take to get that back? Mm. So let's just use some round numbers here. Let's take a hypothetical $100,000 portfolio and let's say it suffers, I don't know, a 20% loss. Well, when in recent memory did we have a 20% loss? Well, let's try 2022. Not too long ago. Right. So if we go from January of 2022 to October of 2022, that was a 20% down year or period of time, period of time in the market, both the S&P and the Dow. Sitting here today, We've recovered half of that loss, so you're still at a 10% loss if you just invest in the S&P 500 from where you were in January of 2022. Okay, that's over a year now. How significant is that 10% paper loss on your portfolio over a year since January of 2022? If that time frame is concerning and you're not willing to suffer even now, still today, a 10% loss, then you've got to start positioning your money in more safe areas. We like to think, Bryce, about different buckets of a portfolio. So, you know, a certain percentage in cash, what is our, you know, six month need, maybe an annual need of living expenses. Mm -hmm. Let's protect that in cash or treasuries. And then we go further out on your time horizon scale. And as you get further and further out, okay, we've got a longer amount of time to potentially open up the risk a little bit because we're not going to have an immediate need for that money in the next 12, 24 months. Right. And the bucket approach is one of many approaches that a financial planner can use. So, yeah. So uh, the short answer is, Jackson, we don't know. But (laughs) if history is any indication, uh, if you take a look at the average bear market, we do have another 20% or so to drop and another six months or so to go for if this one is to average out with Mm. all the other bear markets. If this one will truly average out, we don't know. That's not what we're saying, but just looking at the law of averages there. So, but thank you, Jackson, for the question. And we've got to get to a break here. But of course, as we always do, we've got a trivia question for you. And I'm going to throw it at Garrett this week. So Garrett, you ready? I am ready. Here we go. It's time for the Wealth Guardians Trivia Question of the Week. On March 30th, 
1867, the U.S. and President Andrew Johnson bought Alaska from Russia for $7.2 million, or two cents an acre. That was 600,000 square miles. <laughs> what does that $7.2 million in 1867 translate to in today's dollars? Is it A, $140 million, B, $823 million, or C, $2.4 billion? All right. Stick yeah. around for the answer to that trivia question on the other side of this short break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray this week. And in this second segment, we're going to be continuing dipping into the uh, listener's mailbag here and answering your questions that you've thrown at us over the last month. But before we get to those questions and before we get to the trivia question that I'm sure all of you are anxious to see if Garrett got right this week, I've got two questions for you. Are you looking forward to your retirement? Okay, that's an easy one, right? Do you want to make sure that you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Well, there's another easy one. So I'm sure you answered yes to both of those questions. So then I've got great news for you as a result. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your retirement plan. This includes a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and even the fees that you are currently paying. Our goal is really not very complicated. We just want to help you lower your fees and align your risk and improve your overall retirement picture so you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball is in your court at this stage. You have to return the ball to us and you have to give us a call. And our number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett and myself today. Remember, the markets aren't going to wait for you. Okay, let's go ahead and get to the answer of that trivia question. Garrett, I'm going to throw it back at you here again. Are you ready? All right. It's time to get Garrett's best guess for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. On March 30th, 1867, the U.S. Andrew Johnson bought Alaska from Russia for $7.2 million or two cents an acre. That was 600,000 square miles. Now, that's not when it became a state. It became a state much later. Right. Um, but what does that $7.2 million in 1867 translate to in today's dollars. And I say today's dollars, this was actually in 2021, so it's two years old. Okay. But is it A, $140 million, B, $823 million, or C, $2.4 billion? Oy. Um, obviously, due to, to the you know effects of inflation here, still sees them like an incredibly low amount. I'm going to go with A. All right, there we go. Very good. Couldn't get. I was trying to put it at the high, at the at the low end there, and <laughs> yeah. see if I could get you to go for the middle. No, a hundred and forty million. So can you yeah. imagine today somebody buying a the plot of land state. the size the size of Alaska for a hundred and forty million dollars? It seems ludicrously cheap. Um, I mean, Alaska has so many natural resources; it's just incredible. 
Yeah, well, Great the, purchase. Great and, well, purchase. Andrew, Andrew Johnson. Trade. Yeah. So <laughs> Andrew Johnson had done, uh, had sent some, um, ex, I don't know what the word would be. Ex, you're Expedition. Civil, yeah. yeah. But you're, you're the civil engineer. We knew. Oh, surveyors. Yeah. We knew that there was oil. Yep, there yeah and uh russia did not and yeah. so andrew johnson knew what he was buying and he was ridiculed for the rest of his presidency because they didn't that. want to reveal it quite at that time so he knew what a bargain he had gotten <laughs> and russia was furious when they found out that we had known that and didn't <laughs> reveal it to them apparently russia did not want to sell alaska to Canada that was mm. at that time associated with Britain because Russia considered Britain its enemy. So oh. they did not want to sell land to their enemy. So they sold it to us. So lucky us. Yeah, exactly. That. I haven't gone up there yet, but I do look forward to going up there. Oh. Okay. So uh, we, once again, we failed to stump Garrett. Now I'm curious <laughs> if we stumped you out there, but let's go ahead and uh, go back to our listener mailbag here, Garrett. Um, yeah. What do we, who do we have first here? So Lee in Oak Ridge, he asks, Doug, I don't understand the Social Security spousal benefit. My wife worked for about five years before we had kids, and she hasn't worked since. But she at least has a benefit of her own of some amount. What will she be entitled to? Well, uh, Lee, I appreciate the uh, the question. And as you know, or as I would think that you know, uh, we here at the Wealth Guardians are certified with the National Social Security Association. We are an, an, a part of that network of advisors, and we have gotten training on this. And mm. the answer is, it depends. Now, I know you don't like that answer, so let me explain why it depends. There's a bunch of other information that we would have to plug into a calculator to get us not just to tell you what all of your options are, but what your most sensible filing option is. And some of that information is, it depends on the number of credits, Lee, that your wife has. You say here that she's only worked five years. Well, you have to have 40 credits, and that's equal to 40 quarters of work paying into Social Security, not just work, but work that paid into Social Security. So right. if she's truly only worked five years, that wouldn't be 40 yeah, credits. It's only 20. It's only yeah. 20 credits. Yeah. So, But you say later on, uh, she at least has a benefit of some of her own amount. So I'm, I don't know if you're asking me a question there or if you're telling me, because if you're telling me, then she's worked more than five years. She's worked 10 years in, in quarter increments. But there is something called a spousal benefit out there, and she may qualify for that. Well, she does qualify for that, whether she has enough credits to qualify for her own or not. A lot of people will get that confused and think that a spousal benefit means that she is entitled to half of your Social Security. That's not quite true. There are some other factors that go in there. When would she file for spousal benefits? How old would she be when she does that? How old were you when you filed for spousal benefit, uh, for for your own benefit, sorry, the years that you were born, that both of you were born, all of these things factor into what her benefit would be. Now, right. as I said, as um, National Social Security Association advisors, we have the proper software that can help us figure that out for you. And that is a key thing for somebody to know is to, there's, there's 10,000 ways to file f- uh, incorrectly for Social Security. <laughs> There's only a couple ways to file properly for Social Security, and one of those is the best way. So we'd love to help you or anybody else out there who uh, wants to make sure that they've got that one leg of the retirement stool income uh, properly attached to the floor. Let us help you out with that, and you can give us a call at 336-391-3409 to set up a, uh, a planning process and a portfolio review with us, no cost, no obligation, and see what your Social Security filing options are among some other uh, 
other things that we want to help you plan for in retirement. But Lee, thanks for the question. We just don't have quite all the information that we need to to give you that answer right here on the on the air, but hope to hear from you. Yep, absolutely. And and Lee, if you're interested, we do have a social security optimization uh, workshop coming That's up true, here. We do. It is Thursday, April 20th and Tuesday, April 25th at 630. That is at the Broyhill Annex, which is our office. Uh, we're going to hold this one in-house. And as Bryce said, if you are interested in that, you can always give us a call at 336-391-3409. Or you can visit us at the Wealth Guardians. But Lee, keep that on the down low. We haven't released those dates to the public yet. All right. Thank you. All right. So Garrett, uh, let's go on from Lee now and move on to who's our next one. Yeah, I think we've got Claire here. Claire in Madison, right? She goes, Doug and Bryce, I am supposed to retire next month, but I haven't done any planning at all. Oh, boy. Huh. I just realized that I still need to figure out my social security. Well, we just talked a little bit about that. Social security options. She has pension options. So that's nice. Medicare options, as well as what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Should I push my retirement date back until I figure this stuff out? Little anxiety there. From well, Claire. you're uh, Claire. Uh, if you're retiring next month and you're just now realizing that you hadn't put any thought <laughs> to any of this, I would say I don't know that I can say that you want to push it back, but we at least want to perhaps not turn in our retirement papers quite yet. Right. We want to make sure that you're able to retire. Yep. Right. And so there's there is some planning that goes in here. Doing it in one month is probably doable, but it's going to be crunching some time there. Oftentimes, this planning process, uh, the four-meeting process that we do with our clients, uh, meeting one, meeting two, meeting three, meeting four, can go as quickly as one month, one a week. But uh, sometimes it it takes two months for that to happen based on people's schedules and whatnot. And I would hate for you to only be able to get you halfway to that answer, and then you've retired, (laughs) and then we figure out, no, you're not ready to retire yet. And then what do you do? So I would give us a call ASAP because we're going to help you all the things that you mentioned, your social security options. As I told Lee in the previous question, we are uh, National Social Security Association advisors. uh, We do have our certifications for that. Um, Pension options. That is something that is key to understanding whether you take a lump sum or whether you take a 10-year a certain type of payment, or do you might have spousal benefit with that? Medicare options. It's easy to accidentally kick yourself up into a yes. higher tax tier with Medicare. So you want to make yep. sure you're understanding how much that's going to cost you, uh, what kind of risk you're taking on your portfolio, what are your insurance needs out there? Do you have all those met? There's a lot of things to go over here. It can be done in a month. And I would like to think that we've by the end of that process, we tell you that you've got all of your bases covered. Good job. But do we really want to count on that? So I give us a call a- yeah, ASAP. And Gary, what would you add to that? Yeah, I would just say a month seems a month is doable if you've got a lot of your ducks in a row as far as documentation. So true. You know, as Bryce mentioned, you know, it is a four meeting process that we go through, but we, we are very thorough. And so we, uh, you know, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll give you a list of all the documentation that we'd like to see on your end and we're going to work, you know, to kind of uh, do that data analysis for you. Um, but we would want to see statements of any investments you have, uh, social security administration. Right. Um, we're going to walk you through a household budget that tends to be a little bit of a pain point for most people, but we find it incredibly value added and necessary as we go through the process. So, um, if you've got a lot of, you know, uh, of your ducks in a row, as far as documentation is concerned, we can, 
help you out there. Our phone number, Claire, is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. There is no cost or no obligation to sit down and go through this planning process with Doug Garrett and myself. We would hope to hear from you and Lee and everybody else who wrote in their questions this week. Thank you very much for that. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have here this week. We hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB.